Irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee right here on LA Talk Radio. All right, we're here with uh, Piff the Magic Dragon. Good evening. Piff, thanks for doing it, buddy. Thanks for thanks for coming. Yeah, you're at the Flamingo. It was easy. This is, I, I'm basically in my dressing room when you just came here. Yeah. Imagine if I said no to this. I know, right? What a I prick would, I would be. I would have been very heartbroken. You'd have been, been like, but literally, I'm, coming, I'm bringing everything to you. Yeah. You just sit there and talk. Yeah. And you're still saying no. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> But no, like, uh, because, like, we, I usually do it in a studio, so they have all this, like, weird equipment, buttons I've never hit, and I just hit one button, and it all works, and now I just have a tabloid and a mic. I think you're doing well. Yeah, but it's like, you ever been to a studio, you wonder, what's with all these buttons? Yeah, they usually have a cough button, which is always nice. Yeah. Because I can always press it when I'm eating. (laughs) (laughs) But you are the first magician that I've ever interviewed, so I'm very... Is that good? No, that's awesome. You like magic? I love magic. I do not. So there we go. Let's you don't like magic? I like I like people like Penn & Teller, uh-huh. David Copperfield. Um, you know, a guy called Matt King is great. Uh, but it's very difficult to find good magic. Yeah. Most of it is, um, you know, people just buying tricks and then just going and doing it without changing any of the jokes or the speed you know the patter or anything like that yeah they just sort of like go on and and um and and they're really like especially in the uk it's a lot of like salespeople. yeah who who got bored of their job and realized they can make the money doing weddings and bar mitzvahs so is that how you started doing weddings oh, yeah yeah i have restaurants weddings uh corporate dinners yeah and i was miserable yeah. and it showed Oh, really? Oh, yeah. People were just like, why are you so grumpy? Yeah. I was like, what, what do you mean? I don't think you're grumpy at all. <laughs> yeah, I think you're now, but now I'm doing something I like. Yeah. In so, Vegas, the flamingo. Exactly. So yeah. now it's a different kettle of fish. But at the beginning, yeah. you know, I mean, I started when I was like uh, 16, 17. Yeah. So, um, you know, then I was like, you know, I wanted to get into show business and... Um, and I knew how to do magic, so I thought that was my path in. Yeah. But it was turned out to be corporate hospitality, which I was terrible at. Yeah. But I think you're great at doing the magic now. Well, the... that's what it. That's what it became. Yeah. yeah. After yeah. after a, a long time, I finally sort of found. I was like, wait a minute. If I wear a dragon outfit, then, then I become socially acceptable. Because you like, stand out. Yeah. No, <laughs> because I'm such a dick. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I got that. But you. So it like makes. So it makes all of that. Like, you know, like, it's like, it's very difficult to punch down when you're dressed in a dragon outfit. Yeah. So I used to, like, you know, be doing these gigs and I would, like, you know, do jokes to people or, like, burn people or whatever, which in, in the U.S. is much more accepted. In the U- in the U.K., that sort of, like, insult humor is um, is more difficult to get away with. Right. So I used to do That's that true. all the time. And uh, people would be like, why, you know, yeah. like the ear of magic. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, this has worked out much better for me. Uh, I have a question. If you did America's Got Talent when Simon was on it, do you think, like... I think, well, I think now it will be fine, because now, um, you know, having having sort of seen what's going on, then, then, I would have, then I would understand a bit more. But at the time, it would have been a disaster. Yeah. Because I would have done something like, which I did, you know, shoot a dog out of a cannon or... <laughs> 
uh, you know, like do that thing where I put Piffles allegedly in a box. Yeah. Um, I like the but, look on their face when you said put the dog in a can. It just looked up like what? Oh yeah. <laughs> like well, not again. <laughs> well, the, the thing is, is that with with the show like that, you know, I just want to do whatever I think's funniest. Yeah. And sometimes the joke is, oh, I'm gonna, you know, do something appalling to my dog. Um, which is is like it's a bit like you know a roadrunner cartoon. It's like the coyote falling off a cliff. Yeah, you know it's like the coyote doesn't die every episode. They're not like going through a bunch of coyotes and pushing them off, uh, you know, ravines every week. It's just a uh, you know it's not real. But sometimes when you do this stuff on television, people either complain because they think it is real. Or they complain because they think, oh, well, somebody will get an idea. Right. Penn yeah. and Teller did this thing where they cut a snake in half on Saturday Night Live. And it was the most complained about thing ever on Saturday Night Live. Really? Yeah. And the week before, I Penn had the... killed Teller. Wow. He killed him. Yeah. Like, he was dead. He was in a water tank and he was dead. That was it. Teller was now just dead. Yeah. And no, no complaints. The next week, they cut a snake in half and, you know, ah. all these complaints... And one of them was this person saying, you know, I know it wasn't real, but it might give people ideas. And so that's sort of like the stupidity that you're up against. And Simon, or I don't think is stupid by any sense of uh, the word, but I think he also feels like he has a um, responsibility to the audience. Um, and, and as soon as you're into that, then you're into opinions. My opinion is different from him, but neither of us are right. Right. You know, there's no like... Uh, actual hard fact on that so his opinion is is that um, you know you shouldn't like even pretend to do stuff like that my opinion is it's fine it's funny everyone knows it's a joke um, but I think if I had done it then then I would have done something like that and instantly been kicked off and now I wouldn't do it yeah. <laughs> I just do other jokes I just do other material yeah Yeah. but I mean like when I saw you on America's Got Talent, one of the coolest things you did is, like, you always picked on Heidi and, like, you impressed Heidi immediately. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's got... Because, like, she's not the toughest... She was one of the toughest judges on that show. You know? There is the other thing as well. When I... When I um, you know, I remember years ago doing the gong show at the comedy store when I first started. Uh, on Sunset? No, the comedy store in oh, London. Oh, in London. In oh. London. Because that's where... I, I've only been here for five years. Yeah. You know, and most of the time I've spent in Vegas. But when I was in the UK, you know, I came up in, uh, you know, some of the comedy clubs, but more of the sort of like, um, I guess, like more cabaret nights or variety nights or whatever. But when I was trying to move over more into comedy clubs, I, I went to the comedy store in London and did the gong show. And Jim Jeffries was um, oh, I love Jim the host. Yeah. And he was whipping the audience up into a frenzy. It was just horrible. Yeah. They were just like a, they were oh it was horrible and he loved it and they were just monsters, and the three X before me they were like seventeen X on the bill and three the three X before me refused to go on stage, they all just chickened out. Yeah. And then he goes you know he's on Fifth Dimension Dragon so I go out in a dragon outfit, yeah. uh, to like one of the most um, angry mobs I've ever performed for, and they had these three judges. You know who who could who could gong you off, so I just chose one of the judges for a trick, uh-huh. and then now like they can't gong me off because the judge is on stage and I'm like berating yeah yeah them for not helping. So 
That was the same thing I did on America's Got Talent. Heidi like never really gets jokes, yeah. so I just got her on stage and like used her in the trick. And that's actually that very smart. That is because, well, like, I mean, I didn't even think about that, especially if you you know when you put it in perspective with the Gong show where they Gong you off. Right. You Disassemble know. the enemy. Yeah. Disassemble the enemy. Yeah. That's 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 a much quicker way of saying what I just did. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's why I got him. That's why you got him. <laughs> <laughs> The other thing is, with comedy, it's like, yeah, you can't fake it. Yeah. It's either funny or it's not. Yeah, yeah. You know, if somebody's playing a, an instrument or whatever, and you don't know much about that, then the difference between somebody who is average, good, and great is that it's diff. You know, if somebody's very good at the guitar or they're a genius, sometimes yeah. that can be difficult to tell. You know, I listen to, like, classical music, and I can't tell you what makes somebody a genius in that field. Oh, really? No, not at uh, all. Like I can tell you, somebody who's like, I go, oh, they're very good. Yeah. But I couldn't tell those people apart from a genius. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. because it's all like the interpretation of the piece, and I don't have enough understanding of that. So, um, whereas comedy, it's not the case. Yeah. You're either funny or you're not. That's true. But so I when mean... you have like some like Heidi, and they're just like rolling their eyes or not laughing, if if it's like not their thing, then yeah. straight away, the audience goes, well, they're not funny. Yeah. So you have to like find a way to involve all these people. Yeah. And get them laughing. But like, like uh, well, back to the genius thing. Like, I feel I agree with you, but I also feel that like I feel the UK uh, people from UK are actually funnier. Like, with than, their, the, than Americans. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Like, I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, like for example, I watch a lot of romantic comedies. I think Hugh Grant's one of the funniest ones. Yeah, but then. Is um, that sarcasm and that you know? But Bill Murray. Bill Murray, I don't know. I think Hugh Grant's way better. You're kidding. Dead serious. Oh my god. Maybe because I appreciate that humor more. I don't know. But no, I, 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 I look. I mean, Hugh Grant is incredible, but uh, it's like Russell Brandt. Do you like? Yeah, him? I like Russell Brandt. All right. Yeah. What about Jerry Seinfeld? Jerry, I'm just no. gonna no 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 I mean, no, no. no oh wow why do well, people do people yeah well I guess maybe that's um. You know, maybe that's that's that thing about uh, you know the foreign is always a little bit more attractive. The grass is always greener. Yeah. So uh, you know, I grew up in the UK. I mean, but having said that, you know, I grew, one of the reasons I got into comedy was because of people like Rowan Atkinson and uh, you know the young ones, and um, which was written by Ben Elton, who's like Richard Curtis's writing partner a lot. So all so all. Um, yeah, you know, that's an incredible there's an incredible amount of talent in the UK. But uh there's also like some game chain like stuff over here isn't amazing. Oh, yeah, there is game changing, but what I'm saying is like Richard Curtis, for example, I think he's one of the best writers. Right. Like uh Love Actually, you know, brilliant. And like he's very like that's the humor I like, you know. Right. So I think the other thing over here is everything's at a far higher pace. Yeah. yeah. I just did a bit that um, I used to do four years ago. And I just we just played the Magic Castle in LA and we sort of brought it back for that. And I was like, oh my God, there are like, there are like six laughs in this four minute bit. Mm -hmm. And um, I was like, this is so far behind the pace of the stuff I do now because I'm used to working over here and it's like you have to have a laugh every sort of four, five, six seconds over here. Right. You have yeah. to like really pace it over here. And um, in the UK, I think you can get away with a lot more gentle material. That's true. 
Yeah. They're also used to turning over material every year in the UK, and um, like not doing it again. Yeah, like yeah. you know, and, and like creating like a specific show. Like here's a show about my dad. Here's a show about the time when I was, uh, you know, I don't know, whatever. Like in the army or what, you know, whatever it is. It's like these theme shows. Whereas over here, um, it can be more about well, here's my hour of material that I've been working on for the last few years. You know, which it's is like definitely a one man a show out there. Like they do right. one man shows, yeah. and then here it's more just. Here it's more like yeah, and you know you you finish. You do 50 minutes and you just stop. Yeah. yeah. That's the most bizarre thing to me is like when you're coming just in the middle of a bit, you know, they'll, they'll get the joke and they're like, all right, good night. Yeah. And you're just like, well, <laughs> what happened? That was your closer. You know, um, <laughs> and, that, and that's the thing over here. It's just like, it's just like you do your time and then you walk off stage. So in the UK, it's sort of more like beginning, middle, end. So was like doing like America's Got Talent or any other like shows that you do on TV, is it tough for you because you only have a certain amount of time? Yeah, it's really tough to do magic in that time because, yeah. you know, there's a lot of stuff that you normally have to set up. Yeah. And But, you know, it's a good exercising and editing. And and I always find it amazing when you do a pre-record mm -hmm. because in those circumstances, usually you can do as long as you want, you know, within reason. Right. Uh if they want to get five minutes, you can do 10 minutes and then they'll edit it down, right. you know, and uh, that's what they did on the first couple of rounds of America's Got Talent. And then I was able to look at my act and go, well, if I'm not me, what do I keep in? Right. And then you can lose everything else because, you, you know, the goal for me is always to try and get it to the edited state on stage. Right. Which is for, so difficult to do. Whereas a, you know, TV editor has no qualms about, boom, boom, boom. You know, was that your goal when you were on the show? Was to win, or was it your? No, no, no. Yeah, it was yeah. to get to the end. It was to get the most airtime. Yeah. Which means you have to get to the finals and um, the results round. But um, there's nothing really that funny about winning. Yeah. Um, as a comedian. Yeah. It's like it's like, you know, as soon as you get the goal, then the story ends. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you know, in, in comedy, as soon, or in that show, as soon as you got the prize. Then what's the next show going to be? Oh, here I said, well, I'm doing dickheads. That, that's you know, actually like, true. All the winners who've won that show, I, what are they doing? Right. Exactly. I know? mean, you've got some people it really works for, like, um, you know, there's a magician who won, but he was like, this sort of like, um, every day, you, you know, I, like a boy next door kind of guy. So it makes sense that he gets crowned the winner and then now he's a Vegas superstar. Yeah. yeah. You know, that journey makes sense. But for me, being a grumpy magic dragon who never, you know, who like is not interested in um, everything that everyone else is interested, in, or, you know, whatever. Like, there's there's no through line. If I won that, it would just be like, oh shit, what do I do now? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's much funnier to lose, and then I have that. Oh, well, now I'm trying to make it, you know, in another way. Or now I go on this show and do this, and now I go, you know. So you 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 went in knowing you want to go all the way to the top but you didn't want to go yeah. win it yeah so I very that's I was, very hard to do because like I mean I, I see your point it's but not that hard to do here's no. how you do it okay you try your best all the way through and then you just do something stupid in the finals yeah that's what um, I was going to say like, yeah but um, it is so like I was and you have to like look you have to like uh, not look like you're trying to win it because you are you know in a way I am trying to win it right but just on my own terms you know I'm not like going in and going, oh, I don't care about this stuff. To me, my prize is, can I get to the end of the thing 
uh, with the maximum airtime and then launch my career off the back of that. So that's like a concrete goal, and that's something that is not guaranteed. So you have to win that. You have to earn that. Yeah. So, you know, every week I would have to go, okay, well, I want to do the best thing I can. Um, so up until then, it's difficult. And then at the end, you have to find a way to lose in a funny way. Yeah. Um, so I shot a dog out of a cannon, which sort of did the trick. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> I love it. Every time you say shoot the dog out the can, it just looks oh, right. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. She's like, not today. Not today. Yeah. But, uh, like, do you, I mean, obviously you knew the dogs were going to be okay, but, like, do, are, like, are, were they, like, kind of scared, like the dogs, or do they know that they're going to no, be okay? It's a magnetary. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Otherwise, it would get very expensive yeah, very yeah. quickly. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> That'd be crazy if you did something different where you just got into a fight with Barney in the front of the stage. Yeah. That would have been crazy in the finals, like towards the finals, he just starts fighting Barney. Yeah, it'd Barney be like a Godzilla down. King I Kong match. Afford the licensing. Yeah, but uh, I heard the that guy... would ruin kids' childhood right there. Oh, yeah. like, Barney, no! I heard the guy who played Barbie is like as a pervert or something. Like, didn't he get arrested? Yeah, well, Barney did. Yeah, yeah I heard Elmo he... too. The guy yeah. who does Elmo as well. Elmo. Yeah. yeah, nobody's nobody's uh, nobody's clean. Yeah, <laughs> especially on the the children's shows. But uh, you're here at well, the... Well, Mr. Rogers. You, we don't have Mr. Rogers in the I know. UK. He's the only one who has no dirt. But yeah. he's the only, you're right. He's the only one. And that's great, isn't it? That restores yeah. some faith. Yeah. In the UK, we had a whole bunch of people oh. going down for this stuff. Yeah. There was a guy called Jimmy Savile. He was having sex with dead kids. Wow. Yeah, beat that. Beat that. Allegedly. Whoa. I better say allegedly. That's gross. Was he going to, like, funeral homes or something? Wow, that's just... Wow. He, no, uh, morgues. Allegedly. <laughs> wow. Wow. According to various newspaper reports, he was allegedly doing this. He's like, I need to check for zombies. What? This is not a... Yeah, that's... That is... Yeah. That's pretty gross. Yeah, that's but, bad, isn't it? <laughs> but uh, you're at the flamingo. Well, this, this took a turn for the worst, didn't it? <laughs> no, no. Yeah. I just... I, just I didn't wild. expect him to, to say that. So thank God for Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good true. old Fred Rogers. Yeah. yeah. But you're at the Flamingo Casino. It got extended all the way till next year, right? So. Yeah, it's like um, we've been here almost three years. It'll be three years in November. Yeah. And we spent half the time here and half the time we tour uh, uh, the US and Canada. Yeah. And next week I'm going to the UK for like two weeks, which is that's it for the whole year. Yeah. Um, doing London, Edinburgh, Manchester. But uh, we, I've. And it's a lot of work, but I play here sort of Sunday through Wednesday or Thursday and then do the weekends on the road. Yeah. Every week. So, but like each show, it's a different show, right? Uh, the ones here on the, on the road is different. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the Vegas show is different material and the and the, the road show is different material. Yeah. Um, yeah, but we just changed it actually. We were always working stuff in on the road and then bring it here and we just started doing the opposite because um, we had to and it's, and it's actually a lot easier so we're gonna so uh, we're, get, we're gonna like change the, the Vegas show up a lot more oh that'd be awesome yeah that'd be great now is the Magic Dragon outfit that you wear is that the original one or how many no. outfits have you had no I've been through a few oh yeah they do like 300 shows maybe and they're done yeah so and we do that uh, at least every year I think we do oh. like 400 shows a year probably so you get a new outfit every year with the same design I get about two. Oh. Yeah. Wow. It's like the Flash yeah. on CW. Yeah. He has a new outfit every season. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. And they've always been green. They've always been green. Yeah. yeah. Wow. 
Yeah. Have you ever thought about like changing colors or? Somebody once asked me. I did one of those. You know those. Oh, you might not have them over here. Do you have clip shows over here where it's like fifty greatest things or a hundred greatest things, and then they sort of shoot them all. Like hundred, you know, here are the hundred best movies ever made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they shoot a bunch of celebrities. They talk about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And the way they do it is they just have a green screen behind the celebrity. Right. And they just yeah. talk. So once this, they they did like the fifty greatest magic tricks, and um, uh, a trick I did was like featured on it. So they asked me to come in and do an interview for it, and uh, they said, and they said, oh, hang on a minute, we've got a green screen. I said, yeah, that's not going to work, is it? <laughs> and they said, they said, do you have any other color outfits? And I said, do you not have a blue screen? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, that's a bit easier. Oh, oh my God. That is crazy. That, that's actually true because uh, when I did this podcast, it used to be a video podcast. Right. And they always saw, told me, like, when I get the guests, they say, okay, you got to make sure they don't wear green. And I was yeah. like, why? And then... Uh, the green screen thing, I was like, that's right. I do the weather when I do morning press. Yeah. I do the weather in, uh, you know, various cities, and then I'm always invisible. <laughs> just like my face and some diamonds floating. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's part of the, being a dragon, maybe, yeah. right? Yeah, that's pretty funny. It's the dragon life. <laughs> yeah. Who's the most uh, vicious animal you've, like, encountered as the dragon? The dog. Oh, the dog? Uh, yeah. You saw uh, the way the dog yeah, was looking at us yeah, when we he came attacked in. You when you came in. Yeah, yeah. But I would tell you, if you get up right now, I'll attack you again. Yeah. <laughs> you can never leave. If the dog could talk, the stuff he would say. Yeah, that's true. That's why he's seen many things, yeah. Who who would you uh, make your... Like, if you could give the dogs a voice, who would you give them? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, if I could give the dogs a voice, who would I give them? Um... Uh, well, we actually just given him a voice. Oh, yeah? Because you all know, know how difficult magic is, and this is a good example. There was there was a guy, in, um, he retired in 1927, and his name was uh, Alexander, and he used to do an act called Alexander, the man who knows. Mm-hmm. And he's reasonably famous still for having this poster of him in a turban with like these sort of piercing eyes, and it would just be it would just say, Alexander, the man who knows. And um, the idea is that you could ask him any question and he would know. You'd write down these questions and he would know what you wrote down without even looking. And the turban was like the source of his power. Uh, you know, that was how we would read my so, so a couple of years ago, I thought, well, let's do a trick with Piffles where he has a little turban and some of the artwork's just over there. <laughs> oh. um, so we wanted to get a turban for him that goes on his head and um, lights up, and it's. I think it started as like it was originally called the Eye Chihuahua, like an eye. <laughs> that was the original bit, and then it morphed over a year or so into a turban. So the idea was a turban that would speak, and then it would light up. You know, the the it had a, has a ruby on it which would light up, um, and then I could do like bits with him, and and the voice is like the, you know, the sort of generic. It's not the Siri voice. I think it's like. It's almost a bit like Stephen Hawking's voice. Yeah. You know who that is? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's a bit like that. Um, and it took us two years. And in the end, we had to latex mold the turban, 3D print the base, like get all these things and take them all apart, get find a bright LED to match into the thing, then find a way to put all that through the show sound system mm-hmm. and have like a Bluetooth link. 
Uh, then we had to put a delay on it because it was quicker to get to the speaker than it was the Bluetooth thing. Ooh. And literally this week, we just put it in after two years. Oh, wow. After two years. Wow. So uh, let me I was just do it just before you came here. Um, we did show up a little the, early. I'm sorry about voice. that. It's fine. Um, so this is uh, this is his voice currently. Oh, it's going to go through iTunes now. This is... Good evening. Let me reassure you. There you go. So, uh, it's like that. Wow. Um, so, uh, yeah, so, um, uh, here we go. Good evening. This is my mysterious voice. I am the dog who knows. I see all, sense all, hear all, smell all, taste all, sniff all, lick all, hump all. So uh, we now do uh, 20 minutes with Mr. Piffles, speaking oh. like that. Oh. But uh, the funny thing is, is that he actually does know. Yeah. So awesome. people in the audience at random, he can tell them, like, you know, who they're married to, the name of their cat, whatever it is. So nice. like, he, has, he, he has this incredible psychic ability. Can he tell, like, future stuff? Like Yeah, yeah. And, like, uh, you know, like... So can you tell if I'm going to win a million dollars next week or now? Well, here's well, the thing. Right now, that. he's not being paid. Right. Ah, see. He only does it during showtime. Oh, you right. know what's cool about it, though? He's probably getting hated on by every chihuahua because he's got the cool voice. Yeah, Seriously, he's got probably. the Stephen Hawking. He's got the Stephen Hawking Most chihuahuas kind of verse like this or something like that. You know? Exactly. Or they're sort of like some like terrible sort of Mexican accent. Exactly. Like, no. Uh, and <clears> he's from Scotland. Oh, sweet. So that would be ridiculous. That's right. Yeah, the yeah. Mexican accent. Yeah. That would be wild. They'd be like, I, this is contradicting. Yeah. I have $20 in my pocket, and I just want to know if the girl I love will ever love me. Well, as I said, unfortunately. <laughs> I have to come back show. We're going to have to bring biscuits back, like doggy biscuits. Yeah. He's yeah. probably not going to accept those. Yeah. And then they'll probably just burn you as well. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, that's very awesome, man. That's actually very genius, too. Like, that is. Like, you chose that voice, but, like, pretty soon, like, with technology, you can, like, make that voice with any voice. Like, exactly. Any, well, know. we and we already have, like, a voice changer in the line as well. Yeah. Oh, sweet. So that he can, like, sound like it sounds like a, like, wiz you know, like Wizard of Oz? Yeah. Yeah. You know, when he's behind the curtain, he can do that as well. Yeah. Wizard of Oz, that's actually funny you brought it up, because I was watching it. I had no idea he would be behind the curtain. Right, you know I what know. I mean? Like, yeah, when I yeah, he wasn't good then, at hiding seek as a child. That's all we know. Yeah, and then <laughs> then you watch it, like when you watch it the first time, you didn't know. And then when you watch it again, you're like, it makes perfect sense. That's one of those things that uh, I just watched Superman four. Oh snap! Recently, the, have the you seen this Richard Pryor one? The, no, it's the one after the Richard Pryor one. Oh okay, it's one with Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren, and Christopher Reeves. And when I was a kid, I was so excited about that movie coming out. Mm -hmm. My dad took me to see it when it came out, and I was like, this is the greatest movie I've ever seen. Right. I saw that recently. It makes zero sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's just bizarre. It's just like, who edited this? It's like, I can't make head or tail of it. Uh, but as a kid, absolutely made perfect sense to yeah. me. Yeah. I think I had that experience with Batman and Robin. Yeah. You know, oh like, yeah. Like, Same here. It's like the best like, movie, and now it's the like George Clooney. This is terrible. But when you see it now, you're just like, this doesn't like. Even if like, even if you don't like the now, you go well. I've I've outgrown this because they're like what. But 
it's not even that it's like this doesn't make sense yeah, yeah. like this goes from this thing to this thing with no explanation yeah you it's know, like the Dolph Lundgren Punisher movie like I loved it as a kid but right. as an adult I'm like you got this guy and all his enemies are like five foot one and they're at his knees I'm like that doesn't look right yeah, yeah. is that one of the things you do when you watch movies you, you like realize okay this is how it doesn't make sense like that or is that just something only when it's obvious yeah so that's just something so you've been doing it but like because like I, know I guess that. I haven't been doing it but you've I'm sure you've seen a movie I mean I heard like what the snowman was like that I haven't seen it yet but <laughs> yeah. you know when they haven't finished it yeah they couldn't finish the movie and now they're just putting it together from what's left over yeah, yeah. just throw it all together like yes yeah. wow and, and that, I mean there was a movie I saw called The Owl and it was about this superhero but he didn't seem to have any powers. Yeah. The only yeah. power he seemed that he could see well in the dark. Like an owl. Yeah. Like an owl. Yeah. And he had this coat which is bulletproof. <laughs> and there were two scenes in the movie. There's one of him training in his uh, dojo. And there's another one of um, his house getting blown up with his wife and kids in it. Yeah. And they obviously ran out of so much money that they continued to replay these scenes throughout the movie uh, in ever decreasing speeds. <laughs> So this house getting blown up took literally ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and you watch a movie like that, you're like, okay, well you didn't you know, you didn't finish it. Uh, but I'm sure as a kid I would have watched that and gone, Oh, this is great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I it's like, Yay. Totally. yeah. You, you wanna hear the best owl joke ever? Yeah. Did you know owls eat cats? No. Do you know how they do it? No. I'll tell you later. Okay, well, <laughs> no. this is, there it goes. Come in. <laughs> That's right. Specifically yeah. to laugh in case I didn't. And he I fell. Didn't. You did. Yeah. Mission yeah. accomplished. So. Uh, you're fired. <laughs> he did well. He laughed for you. No, that was after you told him to. He's supposed oh, no, to laugh beforehand. I laughed before he did. Oh, you did? Oh, if you're yeah. replaying that, that was yeah. a sincere laugh. Oh, uh, you're rehired. Yeah. <laughs> so it's fired, like you're fired, rehired. Fired, rehired. We, we had a couple Twitter questions for you. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. definitely. So why are you called Piffed? Why? Well, he yeah. gets that a lot. Well, what... Uh, so what happened was I went to a costume party and um, I didn't have a costume to wear I said to my sister do you have anything she said yeah I have a dragon outfit under my bed and I said no more because I didn't want to know why (laughs) (laughs) I just borrowed the dragon outfit so I go to this costume party nobody's in costume it's just me and uh, I was very pissed off and my friend said what's your you know uh, you should do this in your act you'd be puffed the magic dragon I said, wait, I could be Piff the Magic Dragon. You might have heard of my older brother, Steve. So that was the joke. That was oh, So nice. I came up with that joke immediately. Yeah. And that was why I, why I called it Piff. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty and cool. And also, like, there's something just... You know, there's no reason, but there's something stupidly funny about Piff the Magic Dragon. You just think. Because it's um, not Puff. Yeah. Right, but Puff or Paff. Yeah. yeah. It's not as good. Yeah. Piff Puff the Magic Dragon. Yeah. No. Piff no. rhyme makes me... Paff almost sounds like a beer. Yeah, Piff is like, uh, uh, there's a, like a few different meanings of it. It means like a girl looks, you know, it means something's good if something's Piff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like another word for weed. Yeah. Um, it's also a bad smell. Something's piffy. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So, wow. works on many levels. Yeah. Nice. I think I'll read the second question. Oh. Because that first question, I'm sure you get a lot, right? Uh, it's fine. Oh, you don't mind? Oh, okay. Second question. Has anyone ever accidentally called you piss? Yes. I get uh, piss the magic dragon. (laughs) 
I get uh, I get a whole bunch of them. Mr. Mr. Piffles gets more. Yeah. He gets Mr. Pickles, Mr. Pitbulls. Uh, yeah, he's got a whole bunch of them that I've like got written down somewhere. <laughs> Do yeah. you like save them all and then just think of maybe they could be future jokes? Or... Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I wanna I wanna you know eventually make a TV show so they're all good material for that. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. you could be the first magician who actually has a real TV show. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That would be that's what we're working on. Oh, that would be awesome, man. Yeah, you're gonna like get it aired in the United States too, right? Well, probably first. Oh, excellent. That's perfect. I'm definitely more popular over here than I am in the UK now. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, we crush it over here, and in the UK, it's... uh... It's like high school, kind of. You weren't cool in high school, but as soon as you leave, all of a sudden, you're cool everywhere else. It's difficult to do a profit in your own land. Wow. Very true. I didn't know that, because I always knew you were popular here, but I figured, like, at your hometown, you you know, everyone would know. Yeah. No, this this is where... This is where... You know, uh, Eng- England, their their patron saint is a dragon slayer, Saint yeah. George. It's a very bad country for my species. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's true. That's true. Do you do you live in England too, or do you just live? No, I well, just live here. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, at least you escaped. Yeah, I made it. Yeah. Yes, just in time. <laughs> exactly. Before they closed the borders. Before they started, yeah. like, yeah, that's true. Huh? That's true. They, uh, who's your favorite cartoon character? You like cartoons? Yeah, I like Adventure Time. Oh, I sweet. love Adventure Time. Yeah. Uh, and do you remember Dexter's Laboratory? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the scientist guy. Yeah. 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 That was awesome. My laboratory. Yeah. Exactly. Have you ever wanted to do like those voice things? Because you would be perfect. Oh, yeah. 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 I kept like making uh, loud comments to everyone. And like my lawyer knew the people who did Adventure Time. Somebody who just did some music for us knew those guys. And I kept on, you know, making very loud hints, dropping loud hints. But they just can't. I think they cancelled or they finished it. So that dream will never come true. (laughs) This is actually a personal question for me. You did the Irvine Improv maybe two or three years ago. Yeah, I did, yeah. Yeah. And it's a gorgeous venue. Yeah. And, but, like, I do stand-up, and uh, I, I live, actually, like, right by the Irvine Improv. And I asked them if I could open for you, and they said you don't do openers. We have an opener. Yeah. But usually we bring our own opener. Oh, okay. Yeah. But was it a comedian? Because they said you don't do comedian openers. No, we... Uh, well, at the I, time... I just want to know if they were telling me the truth or... Cause like, well, I, I tell you, at the time, my girlfriend was opening for me. Oh, okay. Um, doing sort of like MC comedy right. stuff. Um, we've never really had a... Right at the beginning, we did... We used, like, whoever was opening. And it didn't really work... It didn't really work that much. And we've always, you know, we had like openers and features. And, um, you know, we were pulling, certainly at the beginning, we were pulling a very strange crowd into a comedy club. Right. Because it really was that America's Got Talent audience. And um, they'd ne- most of them had never been to a comedy club. Right. Oh. So, you know, the feature and the opener would kind of struggle because nobody was there to, they didn't want to see them. Yeah. It was a bit more like a concert. Yeah, yeah. Um, so over time, we found um, now we have a, a, three different people who open for us. One of them's uh, this guy called Francis, who like his whole act is themed around our show, uh-huh. um, and that works really well. Another guy's a guy called Hill Bill, who does a magic act. Another guy's a guy called Stuart Edge, who's like a YouTube guy, yeah. who um, does a magic does a magic act as well. So, but now I think um, you know, like a fifteen twenty minute comedy. I'll probably be fine. 
Oh. Right? I just think at the beginning it took a while, but even even so, they then and then the other thing is you're always sort of dealing with how much money there is as well. Right. Yeah. You know, bringing like bringing in an, an act is always more expensive. So. Yeah. Okay, so they probably didn't lie because. Oh, they didn't. Yeah, they, they didn't they, yeah because they like, because like when you're struggling, you know, and you 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 know, I do that, you know, like it kind of made sense because like a magic show, a comedy show, but I, I was like, but he also does comedy too. No, I think a comedian would be fine now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So that's a good for next time you do comedy clubs for other comics to you know submit and stuff. Yeah. Because if they told it to me, who knows who else they told? It to who me. knows? Yeah. You know, they could have been like. I mean, the other thing is, um, <clears throat> you know, I'm sure, I'm sure you wouldn't do this, but we, but, you know, we did have a couple of guys, you know, just like coming out with filthy, filthy material. Oh, really? And it was just like, like that bar room type stuff. You know, and I, I don't work clean, you know. Yeah. But I also, I'm not really, in, in any way, shape or form, a sort of like, filthy. No. Uh, super edgy act. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm pretty middle of the road when it comes to. Well, the, stuff. the type of comedy I like is that's just like you could be dirty or whatever, but you have to be smart. Yeah, as long as it's there for a reason. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, you know, yeah, I love some like filthy comics, but yeah. but all the people I like, it's there for, a, you yeah. know, it's like it's kind of like solidly constructed. Exactly. As opposed to you know, you can always hear it when people are just throwing it in for rhythm or. Or for shock value, or, or take or someone shock, else's yeah. jokes, and because they don't have it, you know. Yeah, you know they haven't like written it correctly, so they're just sort of like throwing in a couple of curse words to to, you know, to get, get the, the rhythm of the sentence. Yeah. That's not necessarily true though. You don't need the. Sometimes you don't even need the curse words. You just no. Normally you just have to write it properly. It, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, uh, but um, but then, but then I would say, you know, but then there is something really funny, like about a well placed curse word. Yeah. That's, <laughs> It's that, and also for me, it's sort of like, um, uh, you know, when I call, you know, when I call somebody a little bitch or whatever, that's funny. <laughs> just the way you said it, it's like, <laughs> you know, they're being insulted by a guy in a dragon outfit. Yeah. Like, it's hilarious. You see somebody crying outside because they lost a dollar in a machine? We, we get, you know, we get kids in, and we yeah. say like 13 plus in Vegas, but we still get like eight year olds or yeah. whatever. And there's always a line there, but, um, it's also really, really funny to call a kid a little dickhead. <laughs> you know, if they're being a dickhead. Right. <laughs> and they usually are. Yeah, it's the majority. Usually, like, yeah. coming up with something, it's like, shut me, little prick. Yeah. And it's just like, they love it, and the, and their parents love it, because it's like, yeah, I can't say that to my kid. Yeah. Um, who, so who, was a, who was the guy who uh, had sex with the dead kids? Again? Uh, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. You got to make sure to thought allegedly. Allegedly. This guy called Jimmy Savile. Yeah, you're going to be like, hey, if you keep talking, I'm going to drop you off at Jimmy's house. Like the boogeyman, well, like, Jimmy Savile. Like, really there is this thing though. also about, um, you know, I hate that thing of like, uh, uh, you know, when you pretend to be one thing and you're actually something else. Right, right. Yeah. So one of the things I l always try and do is just to like, this is how I'm really feeling right now. Yeah, yeah. So if somebody is a prick to me, then I would just be like, can you just stop being a prick right now? I've, you know. Yeah, I actually really, yeah, that's that's very respectful too because it it's like, you know, you don't want to jump on their level. You know what I mean? You just want to say, right. Like, like, respect my opinions, I respect your opinions, we're cool. You know? Well, it's like, it's like, you know, like dealing with hecklers and usually it's just best to say whatever you're thinking. Right. That's true. You know, to just try and get it out as, as quickly as you can and that's usually the the appropriate response. Do do people heckle you a lot? All the time. Really? Yeah, I think people like um 
they tr- try and join in. Right. You know, um, and also I'm really in the audience's face. I'm like, I, because I interact with them a lot. You know, I'm like getting them to do tricks and stuff yeah. all the time. So they're a big part of the show. But is that really considered heckling if you're bringing them in? No, I didn't think so. No. Yeah. I mean, not not. There's. You're right. There's like heckling and and there's, you know, heckling covers a lot of things. Yeah. Um, you know, there is that 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 sort of heckling, which is like somebody hating the act and trying to like, uh, ruin the show. That's one area of heckling. People yeah. rarely do that. Although these days things are so politically charged, that oh, that can true. still happen. Mm, yeah. You know, because I've got, you know, jokes about everything, and you know, sometimes people will get offended. Yeah. Uh, Magic Dragon. Well, like, because, like, my comedy, because I have a form of autism called uh, Asperger's Syndrome. And uh, so I talk about that in my comedy. That's my comedy. And then, like, the other day I was talking about and then they said, you have autism of support. I was like, well, technically I do because it got renamed to Asperger's, you know, to autism of support. But it's like, if I were to say on on every joke, autism of support, it doesn't... Well, also, joke. like, that's a new term, and, yeah. you know, I, I understand that. But it's like Asperger's, the PC like, thing. Right. Yeah, like, but... Come on, you yeah. know? You know PC principals kicking the door in. Yeah. Hey, bro. Right. Yeah, right. that's a tough... That's a tough battle. Yeah, but it's just like, you know, it's still the same thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. we got all the time with a dog. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Or like, you know, you can't... I mean, people just object... You know, Peter object to owning animals. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Once you draw that line, it's like, well... It doesn't matter what you. It doesn't matter how you dress it up. You're still going to get complaints. Yeah. yeah, and then most people who complain about P- or post people from PETA have a bunch of pets themselves. Yeah, which doesn't make sense. Like, and, that, and that's the other thing. You know, Pitbulls is like with me almost twenty four seven. Yeah. You know, he's far more uh, around me than most dogs are or most pets because most people go to work and they leave their dogs at home or whatever. You know. Yeah. So he lives a pretty good life and. Um, you, but you can't argue with that with anyone. I have a question about that. So, is it Piffles and then who's the other? Piffles well, too? Well, this is Piffles. This is the original. And he's right. the only one who does the shows. And then we thought, well, we should get another dog so that, you know, in case anything happens. Uh, so we got this other chihuahua who looks just like Mr. Piffles. Identical. He's terrible at magic. He's too happy. Piffles <laughs> is like the one that I laid back dog. He just, you know, he sleeps. He's like yeah. sleeps on stage. I've had him snoring in my case before, <laughs> you know. And and it's and when you have that, it's like it's really funny because then I'm claiming he's doing all these, you know, like Mr. Piffles is solving the Rubik's cube or whatever he's doing, and he's doing nothing. So it's yeah. a funny <laughs> idea. Whereas the other dog is like would be a great stage dog. You know, he would like sit roll over to all these tricks, but. Yeah. Um, in my show, unfortunately, I didn't do any of that, so ah. he's a bit too excitable. Yeah. But he does the meet and greets often. The the other dog? Yeah, the other dog, because people get very he people are like, didn't he? Uh, he's he's underneath the desk somewhere. He's got ah. a little cubby hole that he sleeps in. Oh, okay. Um, people get you know they, it's crazy. People like right in the dog's face all the time, mm-hmm. and you know dogs are. I mean, Pitbulls is pretty good, but after a while, they start snapping. Yeah, they will. Get, yeah, like, just people just like pushing their face face right into his and then they'll growl. his face. Yeah, right. uh, whereas the other dog is much more friendly. So he does those meet and greets for us. Awesome. Now you have a podcast too. Oh yeah, we do. Yeah, and uh, so what's the podcast? Do you, it's you, called the Piff Pod. The Piff Pod. Yeah, and the is Piffles on it too? Like, no, he's not on it. Oh <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, it's just me sort of talking to people that I um like. Yeah. That's it. It's got 
yeah, I just think, you know, part of it is, it be, I thought it would be nice to be able to talk about what happened every week because it's always so crazy. Right. And um, and then part of it is um, just to sort of practice right. that stuff. Now, I have a question. Do you ever, like, listen to your own podcast and think, because in the moment you, you say, you know, like, we experienced laughter. We've came up with some good jokes together. You right. ever, like, re-listen to it and be like, that's great. I want to write, you know, and then do it in the act? Not in that podcast. No. Uh, what, so if I think, if I do, if I say something really funny and I go, oh, that could be a bit, then I remember that. Right. But with the podcast, I try and just do it and leave it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Whereas everything else, I spend my time editing. Right. You know, I spend my life trying to make my hour-long show, like, the best it can be. So, um... Sorry, so, baby, I didn't know hi. you were doing anything here. Don't worry. Hi. I'm Keith. I'm Dave. Hi, I'm Jade. Uh, Jade's hi. just walked in. Who is, this uh, is Piff. My assistant <laughs> and girlfriend of my life. Hello. Hi. Sorry, guys. Hey, we're, we're about to wrap up. Uh, we really appreciate you giving us the time, and you know, it's really awesome. Thanks, buddy. But uh, I do want to talk about your one-hour spe- special that's coming out. Yeah. It's editing right now. Yeah, we gotta finish it. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go and shoot um a bunch of tricks like outside that we we shot the live show. That's mm-hmm. done. So now we're gonna go and shoot a couple of things outside the showroom. Yeah. Um. So we're gonna do that in September, October, and then hopefully have it done by the end of the year. Was it a one show shot or did no? You... We did four shows. Yeah, that's yeah. what a lot of them do. Yeah. So. It's just the dog being overexcited. Sorry, yeah. the dogs are getting <laughs> overexcited. I'm here. Oh no, Sorry. it's it's awesome. Uh, and uh, where can the folks at home follow you on Facebook, Twitter? Facebook, Twitter, everything's Piff the Magic Dragon, uh-huh. except for um, except for Twitter, which is the Piff. The Piff. Yeah. I I, re- I realized that the hard way because yesterday I thought we were doing this and I retweeted it. And then the producer, oh well, I'm notoriously uh, bad at keeping uh, a schedule. Yeah, and then the so producer. I like, thought yeah. you were right. <laughs> so I, so I like, rang up my publicist, and she said no. Uh, on this occasion, <laughs> I was I was correct. So uh, that was nice. Uh, you gave me a gift there. Oh, excellent! I'm glad I could give you a gift yeah. because I I was like, oh man, I was like, oh god, yeah. I would have been here all the time. Like, no. Well, thanks for doing it, man. And I, thanks, guys. I love you very much, man. Thanks, thank you, so man. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you. Thanks, buddy. All right. Uh, tune in next time, guys. You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee right here on LA Talk Radio. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcast. Give us some feedback. Good, honest, terrible, doesn't matter. Also, follow us on social media. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Razor Riffs. I am also on Stereo if you would like to chat with me there. www.stereo.com slash Keith And on Cameo, www.cameo.com slash Keith If you enjoyed the show, please... Send us a donation on the Anchor app. We really do appreciate it, and we'll rift with you again soon.